0: Welcome back to another episode of the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. If you haven't done so already, go ahead, hit that follow button on Spotify so you never miss a single podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about magnesium, sodium, and potassium for performance. So, public discourse in fitness nutrition has, you know place a huge emphasis on macronutrients because they are the core building blocks of energy muscle building and bodily maintenance which is which are things that the fitness community is heavily obsessed with and that's why in today's episode we'll be focusing on specific micronutrients for performance such as magnesium sodium and potassium and how these minerals have beneficial effects on how you develop as an athlete so minerals which are also called electrolytes, are inorganic, just because they don't have a carbon skeleton. And essentially the nutrients that are not produced by our body are these electrolytes, but we need them to carry out daily processes and survive, particularly the nervous system when it comes to muscle contraction. Right. So these minerals, they come naturally from Earth. you can, can be consumed in foods that we eat, and eating a healthy diet of whole foods is- simply the best way to get the sufficient amounts of these minerals that your body needs. Simply put together, the balance of electrolytes is critical for cell and organ functioning. And minerals, right, really easily consumed, but also easily lost, especially when we're peeing out and sweating them out. Even without doing sports, your body loses around half to one liter of water just from breathing and sweating, so you can just imagine how many more minerals you lose on days where you do your hard training sessions. There are essential minerals and trace minerals, and trace minerals are the ones that we need in smaller amounts. But the amounts needed in our body are not indicative of the performance, of course, or important of course. Essential minerals, they include sodium, chloride, potassium, and calcium. Whereas trace minerals are iron, zinc, iodine, copper, etc. etc. As I already mentioned, minerals support a host of bodily functions such as heart rhythm muscle contraction, nerve transmission, and cellular metabolism. But when it comes to athletic performance, magnesium, sodium, potassium are the big three. We're gonna start with sodium and potassium, and I'm gonna give you a little crash course in neuroelectrophysiology electrophysiology that'll really help you understand the mechanism. So, your bones move because skeletal muscles contract and relax them to mechanically move your body and the messages from the nerve system will cause your muscles to contract when chemical reactions are triggered that your muscles will respond to and it will shorten which is contracting your muscle fibers to rearrange and work and like for example when you're doing like your bloody bicep curls muscle contractions happen muscle contractions are triggered when there's an action potential along your motor neurons to the muscle and this is the neuromuscular junction that we previously talked about where a motor neuron reaches a muscle cell Right? So an action potential has five stages that involve sodium and potassium ions. And leading up to the apex of depolarization, which is one of the stages in the action potential, sodium ions will come into the neuron, and after it reaches its maximum voltage, k ions will leave the cell for repolarization. And this is all governed right by the sodium and potassium pump that will transport three sodium ions for every two potassium ions that are brought in. And this precise ratio is superficially how your nervous system generally runs by. When the nervous system signal reaches the neuromuscular junction, the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, we talked about acetylcholine. Episode. It will bind to the receptors outside of your muscle fiber and then the membrane channels will open up and the process of contraction of relaxed muscle fiber will begin. All right, so when this channel opens, there's this influx of like sodium ions into the cytoplasm of the muscle fiber and then the sodium influx will send a message within the muscle fibers to release calcium ions so that they can diffuse into the muscle fiber and lead to contraction. And when the stimulation of motor neurons stop, The muscle fibers finally get to relax now good thing we understand the general framework of how sodium and potassium ions work in the nervous system i will now dedicate the last part of this episode all about how magnesium is a critical but often forgotten electrolyte right most people don't recognize that magnesium plays such an important role in calcium and oxygen transport throughout the cells of the human body in fact like more than like 300 nerve impulses and enzymatic reactions require magnesium as a cofactor, and magnesium can directly affect sodium and potassium intracellular transport throughout cells as well. Like for example, if you have high blood pressure, meaning that blood is being pushed way too hard against the walls of your veins and arteries, like over time, this can make you more likely to develop a stroke or or heart disease or heart failure. Right? High blood pressure, this is often called the silent killer because it rarely causes symptoms, and people don't know that they have it. Right? Too much sodium can be part of the problem, but potassium helps to get rid of the sodium and ease the tension in your blood vessels more. What is the result? Better blood pressure. Cool. Now, how does this relate to performance then, right? Good question. So, longer and more intense training sessions and sports practice can deplete your magnesium levels, but regardless of the type of sport of exercise you're doing, Muscle contractions could not consistently occur without magnesium's presence. For instance, magnesium imbalances may often be caused by things such as diuretics, alcohol consumption, sweat loss, and both high intensity and high volume endurance exercise. It's estimated that around 50 to 70% of people don't meet the RDA for magnesium, and some magnesium deficiency indicators may include abnormal muscle weakness, muscle cramping, and spasms impaired glucose breakdown for like, ATP inability to sustain exercise intensity for extended periods of time and you can definitely consult your board certified physician with these concerns potassium levels are controlled by your kidney via a hormone called aldosterone and excess magnesium is actually filtered by the blood so if you have an overly excessive like kidney um if you have overly excessive magnesium your kidney function is adversely affected right so some f- food forms of magnesium are often found in unrefined whole grain breads and cereals and as well as leafy green vegetables such as lentils peas beans nothing seeds right older folks will be at an increased need for potassium due to potential lower stomach acid and increased wasting through urine and folks with metabolic syndrome will also be at an increased need to do increased wasting through urine and also faster intracellular depletion. This mineral, magnesium, is super versatile and very complex and we've only scratched the surface. I hope that if you're interested more about your electrolyte balance that you can connect with your medical professional to see how you can learn more about your needs. I'm just a college student here and my goal is to inform you about the rich things I've learned as a personal trainer and as a student here about nutritional biochemistry. So that's all I have for you today. I'm going to leave you with the same message I leave you in every single one of Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thanks so much for your time and attention. Above all, Thank you for your interest in science.